This episode is brought to you by Krishna Nose. Good morning. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is the 16th chapter and we were doing verse 38 to 40 and in that I had given a general explanation for the material worldly people. Now today I will give you the explanation which is more spiritual in nature. So let me read the verse once again for you and we will, I will then explain today's meaning on the spiritual aspect. <clears throat> today's lesson is a very special one because in this Krishna says these words very it's like I said, it's a codex. So he says it in a very secretive manner. What is the meaning of the words? The letters, the vowels and the way they have been put and what exactly is the Vedas and why is it that only few can understand? So today I will reveal a certain aspect of it. Hmm? So let us see. So we are doing the Uddhav Gita. This is chapter 16, the last message of Sri Krishna. We are continuing with the verse 38 to 40. So I will read the verse once again. As the spider projects its web from the heart through its mouth, so the immortal Hiranyagarbha, the cosmic prana, whose form is the Vedas, projects out of the subtle Om from the space of his heart through his mind which scans the entire alphabet, the infinite mass of words known as the Vedas. This issue in a thousand channels are enriched with the consonants and the vowels all fashioned by the subtle Om. They are expressed in diverse form of language by means of meters with four additional letters in each succeeding variety and Hiranyagarbha again winds all up. It's a very lengthy verse but I have to give you a decoded version of it so let me give you the understanding from the beginning. It is mentioned that he is projecting like a spider. So let us say there is a spider. You have seen the spider's web. You have seen how it is. So the spider sits in the center. There is a center point and from there there is a projection out in multi, multiple directions and it is in the form of a two-dimension in a three-dimension. It's a two-dimensional web in a three-dimension. Okay. Now, <clears throat> when he is projecting it out, he projects it out as a whole. It's, 
it goes round and round and round and round so there is a central line this way and then there is a right round it there are those things which are locking it in place so this is how he spreads it now this was an example given by Sri Krishna to make you understand how from the Hiranyagarbha from the Hiranyagarbha the projections come out you know we had already spoken about the and Brahmand right the Hiranyagarbha Garbha means the womb the womb of the nature the womb of creative nature so from there the objects come out and they are spread in directions so how do they begin it is in the form of the immortal lord Hiranyagarbha the cosmic prana whose form is the Vedas project out of the subtle om from the space of his heart through his mind which scans the entire alphabet the infinite mass of words known as the Vedas these are infinite infinite there is no limitation to it the number of words that can be created are absolutely infinite humongous cannot be counted also so what is used over here are the different vowels now when I am explaining this to you I have to explain it to you from a very basic point of view so let us try to understand it from a basic structure only there will be no advanced kind of an <laughs> knowledge given over here for a very simple reason we are talking to simple minds today so in that what he says is the subtle om from the space of his heart so Hiranyagarbha from the center of the Hiranyagarbha there is a projection outwards like this I explained the spider the way he is spreading out like that so there is a projection something is coming out of it now what do they do they come through his mind which scans the entire alphabet see the alphabet in English are 26 isn't it a b c d like that in Sanskrit there are many more now even if you go to English language the English language has its own limitations the limitations I will explain if I take one word now the name of this body is Su Re Sha Su Re Sha alright but if you ask any foreigner to pronounce it Shurish, Shurish, the way they pronounce it is wrong. Now every letter, every letter in it 
has a vibration and a frequency. This vibration and a frequency has to be correctly pronounced. If a person doesn't pronounce it correctly, it can become anything. Now let us take the name of the American president, current president. So say Donald Trump. They say Donald. Hmm? Now if I say the word D-O-N-A-L-D. Donald. Donald. D-O is do. Isn't it? G-O is go. So if you look at the word and the way you pronounce it is totally different. We don't say Donald. We say Donald. Why? When the Europeans who were educated in the ancient ways of Europe. Now they were not the explorers. The new people were the explorers. And they did not carry with them the culture of the way in which things are with them when they went to Americas. Whichever America, whether it is North or South. So the culture which came in these nations from north to south, from Canada, Alaska, right up to South America, the tip of it, Chile, okay, everything that they carried was not the knowledge. They did not carry the knowledge with them. So the way in which the current generation uses this knowledge is not correct. The way they pronounce it, the way they use it is not the way it was written ages ago. Alright? You will find that even the gods are not there. The scriptures are not there. What is the scripture? If you see let us say, for example, in Europe, they had some very lengthy poems called Iliad, Odyssey and so on and so forth. In India, we have the Ramayana and the Mahabharata. Now, Indian culture is far older than any of these and people have not gone from here to that other place. So this thing has remained here and it can be explored by the current generation. But those who migrate abroad, those who migrate from India abroad, they really do not have an idea of what is mentioned over here. The Vedas are lost. The culture is lost. They call themselves by foreign names. You will find that they will take up a name which the foreigners, the people from abroad can say it correctly. We have tongue-twisting names. Tyagarajan, Ramanujam. Even the word Ram is not pronounced correctly. It is said Rama. 
Well, that is not the way how it is to be. I will give the entire idea about this very shortly. Don't worry. How it is given, what exactly happens, you will understand. So, when this Hiranyagarbha was projecting out through the mind, remember the mind was already in existence then, at the beginning of time. <laughs> beginning of time for human beings is when the Hiranyagarbha started projecting out. Alright? But then it again takes back in and again it projects out and takes back in and projects out. It's a continuous cycle. Please understand this. So we have to count our time from the time when our Hiranyagarbha started projecting out. Alright? So at that time, there were letters over there. So using those letters, using those available letters, the Hiranyagarbha started creating these beautiful verses which form the body, body of the Hiranyagarbha itself when it is projecting itself outwards. Through his mind which scans the entire alphabet, the infinite mass of words known as the Vedas. So there were certain words which were there in the Vedas already existing framework. Do you remember what I was saying yesterday? There is an existing framework called the Vedas. So they just picked up from there some letters, some words, some things from there and started creating the whole thing. Which means I can just pick up zeros and ones in the computer language and start creating. Isn't it? You understand what I am saying? Now, see. We have the binary. We call it the binary language. Isn't it? The binary language. Binary means two. By. By. Zeros and ones. Right? In the same way, this language expanded in its own way. Now, if you see, now all of you have phones, all of you have computers. Have you seen? There is 8 GB, 16 GB, 32 GB. You have this, isn't it? 64, huh? 128, 256, 512. Do you have this or no? <laughs> so when you have this kind of a figure at the beginning, you will understand that this is to the power. See, is to the power. So, 2 into 2 into 2 is equal to 2 to the 4, 4 to the 8. So, 8 GB into 2, 16 GB into 2, 32, like that. So, did you understand? It's a higher, higher and higher than that. So, the Vedas were also written in that same manner. Here he says it in the same manner. These issues are in, in a thousand channels are enriched with consonants and the vowels all fashioned by the subtle Om. They are expressed in the diverse form of language by means of meters with four additional letters in each succeeding variety. 
and Hiranyagarbha again winds all up. So it is written, every additional will have four in it. Alright? So there are meters. You see, those who know poetry will understand what a meter is. Alright? People like us who have very little knowledge will not understand, is it? So simple-minded people will not have any clue about it. So think about it. It is written in force. So there is 24, 28, 32, 36, 40, like that it goes on. Okay? In the Vedas, this is how it is written. Now you see, when you read a poetry, isn't it written in a particular manner in the form of a meter? Now, you will ask, what exactly do you mean by that? It is the way in which the syllables are put. The syllable is put in a particular manner. There is an emphasis on something and there is no emphasis on something. So some letters is Rama. Rama. Did you get it? Rama. See? Did you see this? There is a difference. We don't say Ram. We don't say Ram. The Ra, that is not short. It is Rama. Ma is short. Ra is long. Did you get it? So, we emphasize on one and we put a short in the second one. When we say this correctly, it will create a different impact. Rama. Did it make an impact? No. Rama. Did it make an impact? 100%. So the letters said in a particular manner emphasizing certain words, letters, alphabets create sounds which make a big difference. Understood? So, su, re, sh, suresh, suresh. Now, in this, did you see, did you notice something? The su is short, re, slightly long, sh, it's short. So, did you get it? Radha. We don't say Radha. Radha. Ra is long, Dha is short. So, did you get it? Dha. We say it only for a certain amount of time. Ra. We say it for a longer duration. Dha. Ra. Dha. So this is how it is. Krishna. Krishna. Emphasis is not there at all. Krishna. Krish. Krish. Did you get it? So the, the way of pronunciation is very important. Susan. Susan. 
Susan. Susan, where are you? See, it creates so much of a difference there. Rajshri. Rajshri. Rajashri. Did you listen to it? Rajashri. Shri. Ri. Sometimes people say Rajshri. That is wrong. Now you will want to know why he is talking like this. Sri Krishna speaks in a very, very secretive manner. It is extremely difficult to understand when human beings do not understand the way in which your language has to be spoken. The speaking, the way in which you pronounce the words. A human being will not have an understanding of the subject. You will find that lots of people, they speak very fast, you know, and very few people are able to understand what they speak. Some people speak very fast. The world may not understand how they speak. But it is important to speak in a very proper manner so that the world grasps it. Grasps it. See, grasp it. No. Grasps it. See, there is that sound at the end of it. Why is this important? That is what Krishna is talking about. This is a very tough lesson. If you do not understand, it is okay. I can say that you have a very simple mind and you are like those Europeans who migrated to America who really have no clue of what they speak. It is okay. Doesn't matter. Simple-minded people, they may not understand. You will find that the ancient poetry has a lot of depth and meaning. The current level of poems are horrible. There is no depth, there is nothing in it. The books that were written long, long ago have a lot of meaning. The current crop of books that are written are only to titillate your emotions. That's it. You will find that every Nobel Prize winner in literature or any other thing, is titillating only a certain number of people at that particular yuga, in that age. But it will never be considered as something which will remain forever. Nothing is going to remain forever. The reason is because these are very shallow. There is no depth in it. And because there is no depth in it, it very few people will actually understand what is being spoken. Or written. So here Sri Krishna is telling us why this projection was happening from the Hiranyagarma. Now, on this and the next three verses, I will tell you why this importance is there in the material world. 
for you to understand at least a little bit on these verses. A little bit which you can take from this satsang. You may take 0.01% of it from this satsang. Most of it is going to go bouncer. Hmm? So, <laughs> I know I am just giving you a heads up. Heads up. <laughs> Before you progress further. Alright. So, now think about what is being said. The Vedas are there. Vedas are the framework. The framework on which everything was written. The creation has been written. Everything has been written in the form of the Vedas. They form the body of this universe. The framework of that particular, the universe, the creation, the whole existence that is there, that which came out from the Brahma is based on this framework. Alright? Now based on this framework, there are certain letters, certain words, certain vowels and consonants that come in a particular manner. They come in the multiples of four, like Sri Krishna is telling us. If you read the Vedas, you will understand it. Those who say Gayatri also will know what I am talking about. Some of you, yes. <laughs> Not all of you. Some of you will understand what is being said. Now these form the body of the Vedas, the way it is written. Okay? It is written in a particular rhythmic fashion. You say it in a particular manner. Alright? Why is it so? Even, let us take for example in different different spheres in this world. Remember, Hiranyagarbha is extending it out, pushing it out. So, let us take the different kind of things that are coming out in this world. Hmm? We will take examples, examples of different different things. Human beings. Hmm? The human beings are having a DNA structure. Right? There is a DNA. Now this, now you will ask me what is DNA? Don't ask me that. Everybody knows DNA, RNA. It is in the cells. Alright. Now this DNA is written in the form of a molecules of proteins. Alright. These are four kinds of proteins and there is a phosphatic bond in between. Simple. Let us not go further than that. They come in a particular format. Suppose if I have to change the format. There is a problem there. Then it is not a human being. <laughs> Some other creature will get created. Did you get it what I am saying? So for the earth we require a certain kind of a basic structure. For a human being to be created, it requires a basic structure. Huh? The DNA structure at the base of everything has to be written in a particular manner. If I write something completely different in that, then it is not a human. So it is some other creature. But then if I write it in a different format, see remember, it is four proteins and something else which is connecting. And it is connected in a particular manner. Like they say, it's in a helical form. Don't, don't go into it. So, if I go and change it, something else will happen. 
is this knowledge applicable to you as a human being do you really think this is applicable to you it is like i said i'm going to give you examples why it is applicable to you when you say certain words from your mouth they create waves in the world now you will not say that there is a wave coming out <laughs> i'm not talking like that it creates something in the world remember hiranyagarbha he says projects out of the subtle om from the space of his heart through his mind which scans the entire alphabet through his mind when he scans the alphabet and he projects it out normal human being when they say certain words they create waves in the world when you say certain wrong words they create a wrong kind of a vibration in the world that vibration is not harmonious it is destructive so when a human being talks about another person and says certain words look at her she is so ugly horrible looking she looks like as if she is come from the gutters these words have come from the mouth of a person who is a material worldly person now please you were listening to these words what is the impression that you got in it was it harmonious or was it destructive so it was not harmonious at all it is called a destructive vibration it destroys so there is a destruction and because it destroys there is no harmony left in that this whole world has been created out of these vedas the words the words of the vedas they have been fashioned and designed accordingly from your body to your name and everything that is there inside of you and inside this world has been fashioned in a harmonious manner when you do something which is in disharmony it is destructive in nature why is it destructive think i want you to think very carefully what is destructive an atom bomb is destructive isn't it an atom bomb is dropped it creates a cloud multiplier effect is there spreads the radiation like this all over the place is it as if from the hiranyagarbha remember the hiranyagarbha center from it is projections outwards do you remember can you see these two together right 
so it is wiping clean everything over there the words that escape from your mouth are destructive like the atom bomb they create disharmonious vibrations wiping clean wiping everything that is harmonious human beings have very little understanding when they speak certain language and words you have to say the words harmoniously that is why if you hear somebody singing singing if it is synchronized sound it is very good if it is not a synchronized sound it is cacophony so om if if om is being said and somebody says om how does it sound it is not harmonious one is going this way the other one is going that way so if there is a synchronous sound it creates harmony if there is a non synchronous sound it cancels that other one got that so when it cancels it is destructive in nature so now hiranyagarbha was creating in a constructive manner now like i said you will understand only bits and pieces of this whatever you understand take it whatever you don't understand chuck it hmm? <laughs> so when this is a constructive thing happening there is a lot of harmony in this world there is peace tranquility happiness everywhere but when there is a disharmony there is anger lust greed and all the negative elements present so this harmony creates that melodious sound creates good music harsh and horrible or loud sound creates horrible sounds you know destructive kind of sounds music it is not music at all it is not music to your ears when somebody praises you it is called music to your ears when somebody is reprimanding you it is not music to your ears it is disharmony isn't it did you get this so far so krishna says that when hiranyagarbha was creating this whole thing coming out of him he created it in a very harmonious manner and this harmony was extending the issue in a thousand channels are enriched with consonants and the vowels all fashioned by the subtle om om is the base of it and from that everything is fashioned a u and m hmm? see let us take anything like we say ram do you see the om in it ma ram ram you see the whole thing ha huh? did you get it so there is a harmony in the sound 
and this harmony in the sound creates beautiful harmonious atmosphere around a human being around everybody but when there is hum it is not correct so he says they are expressed in the diverse form of language by means of meters with four additional letters in each succeeding variety and hiranyagarbha again winds it all up so so far i have explained this and the material world i know you will not have that much of understanding but just like like i said you can take even 0.01% of it it is okay no problems we will do verse 41 now 41 42 and 43 are more or less in the same pattern hmm? so there are some meters that is verse 41 from chapter 16 of the uddhav gita there are some of the meters like the gayatri the ushnik the anushtup the brihati the pankti the trishtup the jagati ati jagati atyashti and ati virat so see suppose we take gayatri it has got 24 letters the next one will be what i told you multiple of fours no so 24 then 28 then 32 then 36 then 40 like that it is a progression which happens so you will find that the vedas are written in a particular kind of a sequence even in the material world i'm sure those who know the fibonacci numbers you know fibonacci that thing is there those who know about it how does that work it can be formed in the pyramid fashion also 1 1 in the middle 2 one, 1 1 1 1 you know then you cross these two numbers cross these two numbers like that come downward 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 it forms a pyramid so this is a classical explanation everything is derived in mathematics because it can be mathematically created this world also is created in a mathematical form everything is in the form of a mathematical equation you can even that is that is the reason why even your computer language is ones and zeros right isn't it why it is it is a mathematical equation see 32 gb 64 you you got the whole gist of it or no so he says everything is like this all right it's in the progression of four so we do verse 42 now now like i said 41 42 and 43 i will explain together so we are doing chapter 16 uddhav gita verse 42 what the vedas enjoin what they express and what they tentatively state merely to refute the secret of this none in the world knows except myself so the vedas the vedas enjoin the what is there in the framework what is there in the vedas and what they express what is the vedas expressing and what they tentatively state merely to refute when they state certain thing and they refute it the next instant see like i said 
what is written in the vedas is a codex it's a coded language cannot be understood so if i say the sun is yellow in color it will be immediately refuted and said it is not yellow in color see i wear this blue color all right this blue color t-shirt you can see this is not a harmonious color as far as i am concerned the harmonious color is what is called as the navy blue this is not a navy blue but it appears to the eyes of certain people as navy blue all right now again this is another blue so you will say that is blue this is blue navy blue what is the difference you can wear some blue isn't it now let me give you an idea about why is this blue different <clears throat> because every blue has a vibration do you really want to know how the vibration works go and find out what is the component for a particular type of a blue when you google it you know it will give you a certain number it will give you a certain designate letter go and search it those who understand colors will know this what i am talking about certain colors are harmonious certain colors are not yesterday we had a small discussion here okay in that discussion it was why does the whole room have to be aesthetically created what color is this some will say it is beige some will say it is off white some will say it is yellowish is it but suppose if i take this color and this color is there a difference between these two colors yes only for a trained eye will they understand the difference in the colors how many whites are there <laughs> too many how many grays are there countless how many blues are there countless so even if i take the basic blue color it is not there if i take a basic yellow color it is not there there are multiple variations in it so when we were talking about aesthetic appeal the eye sees the colors eye sees the atmosphere okay the walls are a particular color so what is harmonious in that so the harmony is particular type of color now i will give you the understanding of colors see here he says in one it is saying something and then it is refuting it correct so the vedas are written in such a manner that sometimes they say something but they refute it immediately and this knowledge is not understood by anybody the secret of this none in the world know except myself only krishna knows the truth who knows the truth krishna knows the truth nobody else can tell you the truth 
Did you get it? Only Krishna knows the truth. So Krishna knows everything. The idea is that what is he knowing and why is it that you don't know? So like I was telling you the harmony of the colors. The harmony of the colors create a better atmosphere. They call it ambiance. It's a French word. Ambiance. When you go to a five-star hotel, any big hotel, very, you know, the where they where you have to pay through your nose. Now, when you go to a five-star hotel, have you seen everything is in a particular shade? If there is a white, there is a white tones of white there. If there is a there is a beige color, there is a tone of beige there. Now you come to certain places in India, jarring reds, jarring greens, yellows, blues, non-harmonious at all. Go to the temples in South India. The moment you see from far, you are going to get a big, <gasps> why is that shock? Why? Because on the temple, you will find all technicolor over there. Their gods are also like that, you know. They are also, well, different, different expressions are there. No mild expression. Everybody has some different expression. <laughs> Why is that? There is no harmony there. The temple is not in that harmonious fashion. It is designed in a different manner. Likewise, in your own house, when you have harmonious colors, there is a lot of peace in the house. When there are jarring colors, one wall is yellow in color, the other wall is green in color, the third wall is blue in color, the fourth wall is red in color. It creates a lot of disharmony. If you go to West Bengal, Calcutta, that side, alright, you will find that the entire village, entire village, this is the color of the houses. Some of you will say, ah, of course, in Greece also there is a village which has got particular color. Most of the houses are blue colored. Yes. In some village all the houses are white colored. Painted. Yes. Some people find it very harmonious. And some people don't find it harmonious at all. Now, this is the way in which your language, your body, methods of standing, sitting, talking, everything, if it is in disharmony, there is a disturbance in the world that is destructive in nature. If I say certain words to you which are going to hurt you, Hurtful words, they 
create disharmony in the world. Suppose you bring some sweets for me and I eat the sweet and I tell the person, what is this? This has got too much of, you know, that flavor of something in it. I don't like it. What have you done to that person? By saying this kind of a words from your mouth, you have created disharmony. When you create disharmony in the world, it is destructive in nature. To create harmony, eat it. It's very nice. Keep it away. You don't have to express it. It can be secretly kept with you, not expressed at all. It creates harmony in the world. But when you say certain words harshly, wrongly, in a very bad manner, hurting the feeling of others, it is creating disharmony in the world, it is going to come back to you in the form of a karma. Because you have disturbed the creation of the Hiranyagarbha. This example can be seen in the oceans today. In the oceans, hundreds of years ago, there was only water and fishes in it and the, and the life that is there in the oceans. Today, the destructive element has entered the oceans. What are the destructive elements that have entered the oceans? The waste, the plastics, the matters which are very harmful to everything that stays there. The same way the atmosphere is invaded today by all the wrong things. Remember, in the olden times, long, long ago, because of the destruction that happened in this world, maybe a meteor or something came and hit the earth. It was very hot, more than 1200 to multiples of 1200 degrees Celsius. It burned the forests down. And when it hit the earth, the dust flew in the air. And when it re you know, lit the whole place up because of the sparks and because of the heat, the forest lands got burnt. When you burn a forest, it creates smoke and harmful gases. The harmful gases mixed in the universe, the atmosphere around us and made everything poisonous. The sun rays couldn't penetrate. Only the harmful rays came inside and that was the end of the world. And when this whole thing took a long time to subside, because the dust has to subside, everything has to subside, and when the whole dust settled, these burnt trees went underground. They created oil, natural gas, and various things for us. Isn't it? The destructive element is like that. It creates a long time 
repercussions which cannot be understood. So it is like when your words are escaping your mouth, remember you are literally throwing a meteor at someone. It is not possible to take your words back. Can you take your words back? Never. You cannot take your words back. So when the words hit the person, like a meteor hitting the earth, it creates a lot of dust, burns all the atmosphere around you. It becomes poisonous. It takes a long time to heal. So you have to be very careful with the words that you speak. So the Vedas are written in a particular manner, in a particular fashion. And the reason why nobody on this planet Earth, right from ancient times till today, has any idea about it. Nor the sages also don't have any clue about it. In this verse, Krishna is telling you the truth. He says, when the Vedas enjoin what they express and what they tentatively state merely to refute the secret of this, none in the world know except myself. I am the only person in the world in this creation who can tell you the meaning of these words. So just a small glimpse I have given you. How the Vedas have incorporated in-depth secret knowledge. Try to figure out what appealed to you in this. Did the poetry part appeal to you? Did the language appeal to you? Did the way you speak appeal to you? Did I tell you about this universe? Did that appeal to you? I have said this in the last 55 minutes, all these things, 53 minutes. Whatever has hit you, take only that much. Don't try to take the whole thing. Because the whole thing cannot be understood by anybody. When I was talking about the DNA and the RNA, when people have extramarital affairs or have sex before marriage, why is it disturbing? It's because it changes the entire physiological structure of the human being. You may not understand this. Science will come out with this explanation hundreds of years later. And what is the problem that happens? Nobody knows. So that is the reason why it is not to be dis discussed right now. So there is a reason why this kind of harmonious and non-harmonious, the destructive elements create. Vedas are incorporating that and you will not know much about this. Now what do they say? The last verse, 43, chapter 16. Me they enjoin and me express. And what is stated therein only to be refuted as is also I. This is the import of the entire Vedas with me as their substratum. The Vedas tentatively state duality as an illusion and refuting it at the end are satisfied. All bouncers, isn't it? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The Vedas are talking about me, Krishna. They are only talking about me, Krishna. The Krishna is the, the elemental one which is there in the second divine unmanifest. He is God Almighty. Alright? The Krishna which is there in the form of Hiranyagarbha. He comes in the form of Narayana, 
he comes in the form of Vishnu, he comes in the form of Mahavishnu, he comes in the form of Balaji, he can come in the form of whoever that is there. Sri Ram or Sri Krishna as well. You see, from Vrindavan, here on this earth. All these are an extension of his. Everything is literally like a codex written on him. Literally like a codex written on him. What do you mean by that? It's literally the Vedanga. Vedanga means the body of the Vedas is him alone. It is Krishna alone. So words which are coming out are him alone. Would you like to have words which are dangerous and bad? Do you know what they will do? Destroy. Words which are harmonious will construct. They will be very good. So which part of the body do you love of Krishna? Is it the good one or is it the destructive one? See, there are various avatars of Krishna, isn't it? Which have come in this world. One is like Sri Ram. One is like Sri Krishna. One is like Parshuram. Did you get it? All these are avatars. They take a certain aspect of Krishna's body. Me they enjoin. And me express. The Vedas are nothing but that. What is stated therein only to, to be refuted as I. Everything that is stated in the Vedas is nothing but me only. Even the refutation is me. It is comprising of me. The letter is me. Me means Krishna. The Om is me. The Vedas is me. You name the whole thing is me alone. This is the import of the entire Vedas. With me as the substratum, I am the substratum of it. The Vedas tentatively state duality as an illusion. The reason why you understand this whole thing as a duality, as an illusion, is because my external appearance, like I told you, so many forms. Sri Ram, Sri Krishna, you know, Parshuram, so on and so forth. They are creations of my external appearance. In some it is harmonious, some it is not. Which one do you want to take? So at the end of this whole thing, tentatively state duality as an illusion and refuting it as an end are satisfied. So now do you understand? What do you want of me? Do you want the good part of me? Or do you want the bad part of me? Because both are me alone. The good part is harmonious. It creates harmony in this world. The future is going to be much better. Disharmonious, destructive. It is going to be destroyed. So do you want that meteor to come and strike? Doom. Or do you want to see this as a better place? In your own life and in the world around you. So you have to decide. I know today's satsang was a very weird one. I am sure those who, please write to me because I don't know how much you will have understood. 
if you write to me i will know that little has gone into your head so we will be stopping over here we have come to the end of the chapter so he is telling uddhava this knowledge which uddhava himself never understood so because everything is so secretive and everything is about krishna alone got it so i will stop over here and i will see you all the coming saturday take care have a great week ahead bye all the best